everyone. Welcome back to Sprint Race. We are now done with that triple header. It felt like uh, a lot of races packed into one. I'm not a big fan, I think, of, of the triple headers, but they were relatively entertaining and we will talk about that today. We do, of course, have a bit of a gap now, I think three weeks until the next race in Singapore. And of course, it has been three years since we were last in Singapore. And I know that because I was there. It was the very last race, uh, the very last Formula One race that I attended as a fan. And it was amazing. I remember the results, which was a Ferrari 1-2 and Sebastian Vettel was the winner. I know. And yes, it was a Ferrari 1-2 in Singapore all those years ago, but that was not what happened in Monza yesterday, the home of the Italian Grand Prix, the home for Ferrari. Let's get into it. Now, before I begin today, I want to talk about the penalty situation, because it was in fact four hours after qualifying ended on Saturday that we actually found out the full grid lineup for Sunday. This obviously caused a lot of confusion. There were a lot of pundits for major TV services who simply couldn't react to the end of qualifying because they didn't know where anyone was lining up. It also meant that as a driver, you don't know what your strategy is going to be. You can't start on your strategy because, well, a huge amount of that depends on where you start. And we just didn't know. So four hours is a hefty delay. And part of the reason for the delays, because the penalty rules right now are very, very specific, I'm going to say. And where there's specificity, there does come a little bit of complexion. And I think that's what happened. I had a look through the rules. And as we all know, if there is um, an excessive amount of parts used within a certain area, then you get a penalty. Each driver is allocated three engines, three MG UK, three MG UH, three turbochargers, two energy stores, two control electronics, and eight of each of the four elements that make up the exhaust system. So it's a lot of parts, but as we know throughout a 21, 22, 23 race season, it is not a lot. And I think it will change. I think it will increase next year. Uh, but the penalty itself is also variable for those parts. Let me explain. So the first time that an additional part is used, you get a 10 place grid penalty. But the second time an allotted part is used, you only get a five place. So not only do the FIA need to check that the part that you're using is excessive, but they need to see if that's the first time that you've had to change that part. And that then ensues a completely different penalty. Also, if the total number of grid penalties that you receive is higher than 15, then you automatically start at the back of the grid anyway, which to me feels irrelevant because if you're, you know, even if you're starting first, you take a 15 place drop, you're only four spaces from the end anyway. I don't think that that is a necessary rule. And I think that is partly what caused so much confusion. If you throw in the qualifying times, then by the end, you're adding up the qualifying times and the positions, plus the engine penalties, plus if it's the first or second replacement of those parts, plus is it higher or lower than 15? And then you're trying to come up with this final running order. I personally would prefer a method where you get, you know, a set penalty for a replacement 
that is excessive, whether that be the first time, the second time, third time, whatever, it's the same penalty. You add up the penalties that that driver is getting. If it's higher than 15, doesn't matter, doesn't mean you automatically go to the back, uh, minus their qualifying position. And there you have it. That is your total grid. I think, again, it is being overly complicated for quite a menial sake in my mind. And as a result, we didn't get the order until four hours after the qualifying had ended on Saturday. Now, the race itself was, um, it was okay. It was all right. Let's face it. It was predictable uh, and nothing can stop Verstappen right now. He seems to be uh, using that quite lethal combination of having the fastest car, being an exceptional driver and having an amazing strategy team behind him. Throw in the odd Ferrari mistake and you have yourself three wins in a row. Well, more than that, I think he was winning before the summer break. Now, to be fair to Ferrari, they had a good day yesterday in terms of their strategy. They also had a good day in terms of their pit stops. Uh, in fact, the pit stop for Carlos Sainz, I think, was one of their best of the year. It was, I think, 2.2 seconds. It was Red Bull level. But it wasn't enough. <laughs> it's still not enough. They did everything right. And it's not enough. And that is the season that we have. It doesn't matter what you throw at Max Verstappen, whether you start him 14th, 15th, last, 4th, 7th, whatever, he's going to win. And so what do we do to make ourselves feel better? We ask for drama. Now, my initial reaction to the safety car controversy yesterday uh, is the same as it is now, which is... I don't understand why there is so much controversy around it. Yes, the safety car made some mistakes. That whole thing was a little bit too slow. Um, I think there should be maybe some better training for the marshals as well. But, you know, the fact is, ultimately, we are relying on an external factor to entertain us in a race that was already dull. It was unsatisfactory. It was uncompetitive. And... You know, we were pinning our hopes on this external factor to actually give us some drama. And when it didn't, we put all of our blame on that and said, well, you're the one that followed. You, you, were, you were responsible for giving us that drama that we so needed. But that isn't the safety car's job. I do think that if the safety car had picked up the right car, we may be, I don't know, I, I don't think we had enough time for one lap. And I don't think we had enough time for one lap because it took so much time to move Daniel Ricciardo's car. I think ultimately we are trying to blame the safety car or put the blame on the safety car because it didn't entertain us when we needed entertainment because the race was dull. That's kind of what I think it is. I've seen online examples of where we say that we should change the rules in order to benefit us as the fans. And in some ways, I think there are circumstances where we should do that and circumstances where we should not. 
in this regard, I think the core problem is that we just weren't entertained elsewhere. The dominance of Verstappen throughout that race and as it has been throughout this season has meant that we were putting all of our hopes on some external factor to influence it which is exactly what we said we didn't want to happen at the end of last year. I've seen similar things with uh, conversations around Colton Herta, the IndyCar driver who uh, I think Helmut Marco would like um, to have in the Alpha Tauri next year in case Gasly moves on to Alpine. And the general gist of the conversation, I'm paraphrasing, is, you know, the rules don't suit him and therefore the rules should be changed. Like, I completely disagree with that. And I feel the same about the safety car as well. If the race had been entertaining and competitive, I don't think we would be having this conversation. That being said, I do think that Max Verstappen will be the world champion again in Singapore. And yeah, that will probably deflate the five races that follow it. But that doesn't mean we should be blaming the safety car for not giving us entertainment. Uh, but I am delighted that we are going to Suzuka again for the first time again in three years. I love Suzuka. I know that I've said this about a lot of races, but I genuinely love Suzuka. I love the fans in Suzuka. I love that they all come like essentially cosplayed as cars. I would love to go at some point if uh, the borders open. But until that time, I will happily watch Suzuka on the TV. But it is, I think, top of my list in terms of races to go to next so uh, but I will talk about that closer to the race if you are watching this on YouTube please make sure to like and subscribe and if you are listening to this on any of the podcasting streaming services as always thank you very much for tuning in 